is a time for children this morning. I'd like to invite our kids forward for our time together this morning. We have important work to do today, friends. Oh, very important. Very important work to do. You'll see. Good morning. Hi. I'm so glad you are in worship today. Oh, this is a good day to be in worship. Now, you can sit down, but don't get too comfortable because we're about to get up. Okay? We're going to walk a little bit. But before we walk, we don't have to walk very far. All right, everybody? You, have, you brought these with you? Brought your hands? You know what these are today? Today, during children's time, these are instruments of blessing. Are you ready to give some blessings? All right, do you know what we're going to bless this morning? We're going to bless the Bibles. We have quite a few third graders with us here this morning. And a little later in worship, our church has a gift of a Bible for you. But before we do that, we're going to give blessings to these Bibles. You know why? One, because blessings are important. Blessings. Blessings are important. But also, I could tell you about 12 stories about how difficult it was to get these particular Bibles this year. I'm not kidding. I mean, it shouldn't be that hard. Order some Bibles. Put some names in it. It sounds pretty simple. But this year it wasn't simple. Every time. Not every. Not every. A lot of times when something could go wrong, it did. And it kept happening. And I thought, what is going on here? And then last week I had a thought. Two thoughts. One, this is a very important gift. And maybe, maybe we need to pray Because it seemed to me there was something that didn't want y'all to have these important gifts. But we persevered. And two, this must be a mighty group of third graders. This must be a very mighty and powerful group of third graders. Because they're going to do something mighty with these books. Because something surely was working mighty hard for them not to get to you. But they're here. Are you excited? So we're going to bless them because they're here and the day has come. So um, the hands right now aren't for opening the books. They're not for picking up the books, but then we're going to bless them. Okay, so come follow me. We're going to stand around this table. Just stand somewhere where you can reach these Bibles here. You might see a name on them. And if you can't reach them, that's something. Y'all can come around this side of the table too. walk over here by Pastor Valerie and you can get through. Everybody get a spot. Charlie, you want to come around here? Can one of you help Charlie? Yes, come help. All right. So let's try to leave. Yeah, let's try not to move them. Okay. Now, who has a prayer or a blessing that you want to name? What kind of prayer or blessing do you have for these Bibles and for the kids who will get them? Do you have one? All right. You think of it? You ready? Oh, do you want to get in here? Here. Can you reach a hand? Want to? All right. Deep breath. And say, dear God, we thank you for the gift of your word, for the gift of these Bibles, for our third graders. 
O Lord, Lord, bless these Bibles. Bibles. Their holy words words. and the children who receive them them. that we may be full of your love, of your light, of your good news. Amen? Amen. Friends, you have done good work this morning. And I look forward to seeing our third graders back up here in just a little while, okay? Okay. You can go back and join your families. Thanks. This is always one of the best Sundays of the year when we get to give our third graders their Bibles. It is such a rich, a rich day, and it has been. It has been a journey getting these Bibles right here. We are continuing our series on our new mission statement, breaking it down phrase by phrase. Our new mission statement, cultivating Christian community by loving God living faith, serving others, and inspiring hope. And today we're going to talk about something that um, may seem a little obvious, serving others. And so as we consider this, we're going to hear these words from the prophet Jeremiah. We are in chapter 29, and we're going to hear hear just a few verses beginning at verse 4. Listen for the word of God. Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, to all the exiles whom I have sent into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. Build houses and live in them. Plant gardens and eat what they produce. Take wives and have sons and daughters. Take wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage that they may bear sons and daughters. Multiply there and do not decrease. But seek the welfare of the city where I have sent you into exile, and pray to the Lord on its behalf, for in its welfare you will find your welfare. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Let us pray. O Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable unto you, O God our rock and redeemer. Amen. So in considering this phrase, serving others, I mean, it seems kind of obvious, right? Isn't that what we do here? So sometimes I think it helps to kind of reframe things just a little bit. And this passage of scripture helps us do that. But Before we kind of get down to what's going on in that scripture, I want to offer these words from Eugene Peterson, who translated uh, the scriptures into what's called the message. And this is what he has to say at the beginning of his translation about reading the scriptures. And hopefully this will give us something we can hold on to as we consider anew what it means to serve others. And he says... 
Reading the scriptures isn't an activity discrete from living the gospel. It is integral to it. It means letting another have a say in everything we're saying and doing. It's as easy as that and as hard as that. This is reading that enters our souls the way food enters our stomachs, spreads through our blood, and transforms us. Christians don't simply learn or study or use Scripture. We feed on it. We assimilate it, taking it into our lives in such a way that it gets metabolized into acts of love, cups of cold water, missions into all the world, healing and evangelism and justice in Jesus' name, hands raised in adoration of the Father, feet washed in the company of the Son. Words spoken and listened to, written and read, are intended to do something in us. Mm. I wonder if Israel had heard those words, what they would think. Because the words of Scripture that we just heard would have certainly caused them to, at minimum, scratch their heads and maybe, maybe even made them throw a temper tantrum. And here's why. Israel, the chosen people of God, brought out of slavery from Egypt into a land flowing with milk and honey that had been promised to them. The good life, right? But they find themselves not much later, in exile. The Babylonians have swept in and destroyed the temple, and they have carted off many of the population hundreds of miles away into the Babylonian empire to live amongst pagans, to live in an alien place. It would be like being transplanted hundreds of miles away into a desert waste. It would feel traumatic to us, as it did Israel. And the questions arise, okay, we're the chosen people, but this happened to us? Really? If... If this happened, are we still chosen? If this happened, does God still love us? If this happened, fill in the blank. And it is into this scenario that we have the prophet Jeremiah sharing the words from God saying, Thrive where you are in exile. Get married, have families, grow gardens, enjoy your homes. And not just that, but seek the peace. The text says welfare, but the Hebrew word is actually shalom. Seek 
the shalom of the city in which you find yourself. And pray for it. For in its shalom, you shall find your own shalom. I don't know if I could do that. But there it is. We heard Sharon read from the Gospel of Mark, Jesus saying, I came to serve, to be a servant of many. I didn't come to be served. It is the pattern set for the people of God, whether they be Israel, whether they be Disciples of Jesus Christ now, it is the pattern to not seek a high place in glory, but rather to serve and to seek the well-being of the place in which we find ourselves. One commentator put it this way, we're not to be short-term tourists. We are to be the people who seek the goodness of the entire area in which we find ourselves. That, my friends, is a way of looking at what it means to serve others. I think sometimes it can seem easy to serve others when it's a place that's familiar. But in having conversations with Some of you who have lived in Garland for decades, Garland's different, isn't it? Garland is different from the Garland that some of us grew up in, right? There are people from all over the world here. And rather than disengaging because it is so different, we don't know what to do. We are entreated by God to seek the shalom of the city in which we find ourselves. Shalom. Not just easy peace. But shalom in which all are able to find a way to health and to wholeness and to oneness. That is our call, to serve others, to seek the peace and the welfare, the shalom of this city here and now. Amen.